Hello, anime trending podcasters. No, anime trenders. There we go. Hello, Welcome noobles. to the anime trending podcast. Hi, oh, thank you. I am an anime you, trending Maddie. podcaster. Hello, listeners. Excellent. Uh, great news. We are now on Apple Podcasts, as well as Google and all the major podcast platforms for your enjoyment. Uh, thank you for listening to all of the lovely stuff that we have for you. And today, we're going to be doing something special, diving into the Decade Awards that's been hosted on Anime Trending. Anime Trending, excuse me, featuring all the wonderful anime that we've had this past year, as well as the boys and girls. Just before we dive year. into that... Just this past year. Just this I'm past sorry, year. This past, this past decade. And Thank the you. nine this before. This past decade. And the nine before, exactly. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Noobles, alongside... Hello, everybody. I'm back, and hopefully my dulcet tones are an even higher fidelity. I got a new microphone, so... It sounds wonderful. Oh, so good. Yeah, no, it's it's beautiful. Sound okay, Welcome, I guess. Hi, everyone. This is Gracie. Um, I think I was on the last podcast episode, but either way, I am back and ready to talk and discuss. <laughs> You were. We were talking about Great Pretender, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah, go listen to that if you haven't already. Sup, I'm your resident tsundere, Mehdi. Uh, thanks for listening. Since when, what, since when were you the tsundere? Since I told James sounded okay, I guess. And on that note, ah. I mean, I shouldn't be thanking everyone for listening that explicitly. You know, <laughs> I'm not good at this. When, when he it's not like we wanted you to listen to this podcast or anything. When he lived with us, he had to be the Sundere. That was his assigned role. Um, yeah. And I think James had to be the Kudere. His eye was the protag, obviously. So <laughs> uh, It's Nico. I'm here. Woo! Awesome. We have everyone here discussing the Decade Awards that we just had on Anime Trending. We started the polls uh, around March, April, since Anime Trending was founded in 2013. So we had winners every single year uh, from 2014 to 2020. And whoever won Anime of the Year was the nominee for that year. But we weren't around between 2010 to 2013. So we hosted the polls and uh, nomination square off between everyone and eventually decided who were, who, uh, which anime represented what year. And that boiled down to the font. And then eventually we did a, a, a round robin style or like a tournaments arc style i forgot what the name is we did some kind of bracket, format right? uh, yeah it was a bracket thank was it you a bracket it was a bracket or was it like swiss i don't remember <laughs> all right Car trading card game players rise up now it's time to figure out what kind of tournament we're doing did they have to get two losses to be eliminated no they had to get enough votes the first round and then they were they were paired off together and then depending on what their you know the vote amounts they got paired again and then we determined. Oh, the was there team. a losers bracket? No, there was no. Uh, yes, for the third oh, okay, place, there was. we had a third. We did have a losers bracket for third place. So we cut to top eight, and then uh, we're bad at knowing how we actually do things. So. I know, right? It's somewhere in the chat logs. I have it, but in the end, we boiled down to chaos. If you read the needles. chat logs, you will see um, that my client clearly knew what he was doing. I, I was already kind of suspicious because there was no fade zero, and now I'm gonna have to go to my local elections office now, <laughs> using this podcast as evidence. So Fate Zero did win its season. So what we did was we broke it down by seasons. Mm -hmm. So winter 2010, spring, summer, fall. And then the winners about those, we had four nominees per year. Then we put them together and then they decided the winners after that. Fate Zero was 2012, 2012 I believe. 2012, yeah. 
and Hunter Hunter one. Oh yeah. Disappointed, uh, because, but not surprised. Uh, darn it. I'm sorry. I I enjoyed Fate Zero as well too. Um, but yeah, Hunter Hunter was re- was the representative alongside Kaon, uh, sorta online when it first came on 2013, and uh, the Devil's a part timer. Those were the winners from when we did the the uh, voting period, and then from past years, our 2014 anime anime trend. Well, it came out 2013. No, 2014. There we go. Uh. The winner for 2014 anime was Terran Residence. Then uh, Natsume Book of Friends for 2015. Uh, Suki Kiere won barely in 2016, just barely beating out Maiden Abyss. Then Wait, it went I need to know to that. That, way, to that know is origin. 2017 you're talking about for both of those animes. 2017. Hold up. Hold up. When... We've been, I've been knee deep in this, so I'm getting my ears confused. They all, all blur together now. You spend enough time in it. Exactly. They all blur together now. No, it's true. So, when when you mentioned check. Devil's a Part-Timer as 2010, I kind of had a an old man moment with a beard growing <laughs> on my face. There you go. <laughs> Alrighty, so yes, 2015 was Terror... Uh, 2015 Anime Turning Awards. That's uh, 2014 anime was Terror and Resonance. Oh, I 2015 see. 2015 was My Teen Romantic Snafu 2. Uh, 2016 went to Natsume Book of Friends Season 5. 2017 was Suki Gakere just beating out Main Abyss. Uh, 2018 went to a place further in the universe. And then 2019 was Villain Saga. So the reason why I got confused is because we nominate, we announced the winners the year after. So the awards is 2020. So this year 20, was the Anime Training Awards 2020. But we were deciding the winners of the best of 2019. And that's what they do in the Academy Awards, which is why we decided that. Um, they'll often say this is the Academy Awards 2020. But it was to nominate who were the best of 2019, for instance. So that's why I got confused. Because things take time. Things do take time. So those were the anime nominees, and then they fought it out. And the final two were Kaon and A Place Further Than the Universe. Uh, if you've been following our social media as well as our website, you would know the winner was Kaon, uh, which is incredible, uh, if I have to say so myself. Um, but before we dive into Kaon, uh, I completely glossed over the boys and the girls, which are two hot topics that we have, best boy and best girl. Uh, the final two eventually were um, Hachiman, Hachi- uh, Eight Man from Origairu, or My Teen Romantic Snafu. And then we had uh, Odeki from that anime that came out a couple years ago. Um, that anime. Holy shit, I forgot about that anime. Hyoka, there we go. No, was it Hyoka? Yes. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah, I can't even make fun of you because I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> yes, it came out uh, from Hyoka, I believe, from 2012. And he won based on our, our the round robin that we did. We did it for the males, boys. And I think we did it for a couple of ships as well. Um, but we'll be skipping on a couple of ships this podcast. He beat he beat Kirito by two votes. Uh, for two, votes? two votes. By two votes. Wow. Yes, for twenty twelve. For twenty twelve uh, representative. I'm uh, super is... scared because that might have been me spite voting. That might have just oh, been me going no, to the polls and be like, James. not this dude. I don't even. Remember it's all okay. Where's your Twitter handle? You gotta you gotta just accept the punishment, I guess. If anyone oh, has some beef, no, someone James. at James. <laughs> There you I go. don't remember. It just sounds like something I would do. The real lesson here is vote uh, in our polls, which apparently none of us do, except James. Uh, here's sometimes. the thing. Here's the thing. The voting is who you think is better, 
And if somebody is the worst, then anybody else is better than them. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Flawless logic. Flawless logic. Um, people will be very surprised because uh, we get a lot of votes. We get several thousands of votes, but oftentimes, sometimes votes are down to the wire. It really is sometimes down to the wire. Yeah. So think, we do encourage people to to participate. I think participate two is the smallest can. margin I've seen, but I'm pretty sure it didn't one year anime of the year go to a show and like the margin was like 17 votes or something like that. It was yes. like it was like a half of a American school classroom decided. W- you, my sister and her metric. band friends could have decided the vote. They don't. They don't vote. Um, because so you're saying they they won because you didn't. James says this whole thing like these other yeah. Uh, it was actually this year. Um, we were off uh, 14 votes. There we go. Wow. Separated between uh, Asha Lost in Space and Villain Saga. Wow. So it was exactly this year. who's responsible for that because I have a I, I have a connection to a group of friends that either hate or love Astro Lost in Space. <laughs> oh my god. Well, Ashes of Space for a different different time to discuss. Ashes of Space is a good show, but I digress. Um, back to the boys and girls. We had them round robin fight. The final eight were eventually uh, Yuki uh, Yuki Soma from Food Wars, uh, Yato Yuki. from Noragami, uh, Hajimen from Snafu, uh, Rintaro Okabe from Steins Gate, uh, Kazuma Sato from Konosuba, uh, Takashi Natsume from Natsume Book of Friends, uh, Hotaru Oreki um from uh Hyoka. Hyoka. There we go. There you wow, go. I'm I'm having trouble today. Uh and Senku Ishigami from Doctor Stone. I forgot what the last two are, but they were eliminated because they didn't get enough votes. Ooh, um nice. on the girls' side, we had dun, 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 as I try to find it. Where are you, girls? Girls, girls, girls. I deleted it by accident. Oh shoot. Wow. One you deleted second. The girls. I deleted the best girls. No one just, can be best just, girls. Only now. the worst girls exist now, everybody. Only the worst girls. <laughs> I know, here they are. So the final eight were Raftalia from uh, The Rising of the Shield Hero. Oh, God. Uh, which lost to Shiryuki from uh, Akagami no Shirokuhime or uh, Snow, Snow White. Justice. And Snow White. Thank you. Uh, and then you had Asuna Yuki from Sword Online that lost to Rem from ReZero. <laughs> uh, Rem Kitagi Shen, Shenjo Shenjo Ahara. Shenjo Ahara. Thank you. From the Monogatari series, lost to Shoko Nishimiya from A Silent Voice, and then uh, Mikoto Misaka from A Certain Scientific Railgun beats my Sakuraji, Sakurajima from A Rascal A Rascal Does Not Dream from of Bunny Girl Senpai. Uh, in what was a really close margin, I think the votes were just two hundred, less than two hundred off. Man, these light then, titles are really tripping you up. Yeah, <laughs> they are. I know they are, because I also know the Japanese name, so that's why I realize I can't say the Japanese name sometimes, or I'm so fixated on it. But there you go. Rascal does not dream of bunny girl senpai. There we go. Um, I'm stuttering a lot today. It's been a long week, but eventually, uh, Mikoto Misaka faced off with uh, Shoko Nishimiya, and Shoko Nishimiya wins at the end. From a sound voice, and I think is a unique situation here because she wins. Uh, she was she was there from our wildcard rounds that we do at the end of the year, where we do include uh, movie nominees. So if a character shows in a movie, they have a chance to uh, compete in the wildcard rounds. If they get enough votes, they will then move on to be a nominee for Girl of the Year, and she goes up to win. And now she goes up to win as best girl 
of the decade here on Anime Trending. And I'd like to dive into that first with a silent voice. So, thoughts, comments, or concerns? Concern- I love the concerns as an option. <laughs> uh, I, had I-, a, I had an observation um, that I would like to state before we jump into talking about a silent voice. Because as you were listing the head-to-heads and like who beat who, I find mm-hmm. it really funny that uh, Shoko beat Sinjogahara because it's like, alright, we have the person who is for all for all intents and purposes mute beating a character from a show where it's like defining trait is how the characters speak mm. like i don't want to boil this down too much but like the mute beat the wordsmith and i don't know yeah. if that's like a i don't want to <laughs> you know is it mean if I say it's because our fans don't like it when girls talk? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh that's... Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm pulling out the red card on that one. You're going to the box. That's why I paused. No, this is staying out. This is staying in. Uh, once again, his Twitter handle... Konochioda. Uh, I don't mean it. I don't I think that that's the case. But a dark thought drifted across my brain as we were as we were reading out the results. And I was like... Should I say it? Mm. Probably not, but also we can edit this out if we I'm need. I'm gonna to. sprinkle some, you know, fairy dust on that uh, darkness and say, uh, you know, communication transcends, you know, just spoken word and our physical limitations. And that's true. That's how uh, Shoko won. Yeah, and it, it it is a very particular person that stands i mean to be fair like communication all that is like a pretty serious theme of a silent voice i mean Mm -hmm. even a character that can speak by all purposes um our protagonist whose name i definitely remember i'm absolutely not stalling shoya thank you i knew that (laughs) it's because they're both shochan that's right and i did love that um but yeah he has a harder time facing people and speaking to them he can speak, but his social anxiety and all the other stuff. And so, yeah, in a way it is poetic so, instead of dark and sad that uh, <laughs> Shoko beat. Uh, to be fair, I don't know like anything about the other character you were talking about. Oh I think, I personally think Shoko is just Yeah, more. that was in the prelims, though. I personally you think Shoko is just more... Um, probably relatable because Shinjo Hara has a very 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 unique personality and a unique storyline to boot and while that certainly makes her very interesting without a doubt I think relatability tends to be out uniqueness a lot of times because when you like a character you usually like them because you see either a parts of yourself reflect in that character or you know you see people like your friends you know that you care about and love about reflected in that character and Shoko is much much more relatable in the fact that you know she deals with depression she she's dealt with bullying um she has a very physical attribute that makes her stand out um in ways that you know, other people might not have. And I think many people, even in this group, can relate to just those three things right off the bat. But Sinjohara's story is that she had this curse and um, 
and like Spooky it made her kids. basically weightless and her dad like um uh, not her dad her mom like straight up abandoned her and like um and she was like constantly sort of in danger in regards to like um the people that her mom got involved with like you know the situation is a lot lot less relatable versus shokels and so i think that's ultimately what won out between senjohara and um but between Senjohara and Shoko, not to say Senjohara isn't a good character. She is still very excellent, but the relatability is definitely a lot heavier on Shoko. I think Nubles is rubbing off on you. You're missing a syllable of that name. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't even pronounce it properly. It's Senjohara. So. Oh. But I'm not, okay. It's fine. <laughs> We're talking about a preliminary thing. The important thing is that Shoko beat uh, Mikoto, which I am 100% behind. Funny how that got there. So before we get into that, Shok so I mentioned the final four, and I forgot I skipped the semifinals by accident. So Shoko eventually went on to fight Rem and Wan. And Rem, Rem. from his oh <laughs> God, I fell into that. Oh, oh my god. Yeah, I, I fell into that, that too. Oh my god. It's been nine god or ten it. weeks. <laughs> We're still this joke is still going strong. I mean, season two is happening right now. So season two is happening, but ReZero season one came out several years, a few years, not several years, but a few years ago, and we're still going. Who? Holy shoot! And then uh, Mikoto Misaka bought, uh, beats uh, Shidayuki from Akagami no Shiruki Hime. Um, so that's where we we ended up with eventually those two nominees. So I know that like Raildex as a fandom has been pretty active in our community. Very. Um, do you th- I, 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 I'm almost a little surprised that their champion lost because of how active they are. Um, just, you know, another observation. I, I'm trying really hard not to be, like, <laughs> mean, but I'm glad Shoko won. It's, it's well, hard like to... for me to say with um, those two because I didn't watch any of the Railgun series, and so I genuinely know nothing about that character uh whatsoever mikoto but i mean she's clearly very well loved if nothing else and um i know kwok you told me something interesting about her popularity um what was it again i actually i actually don't remember but i remember it being like wow like she is very well loved so so for those who are not familiar i remember there's a chinese platform called Bili Bili. it's essentially Crunchyroll, YouTube, Netflix, all combined, it's one of the most popular video sharing platforms in China. Um, the viewership, I would say, rival a lot of the websites that we are used to here in the West. I think they get like 30 plus million users, if not more. And the, the website's called Bilibili, and it's actually an... Uh, I wouldn't, I'm not sure if it's an homage or homage to uh, Misaka, but Misaka's nickname is uh, booty booty or booty booty and that's why billy billy became a thing eventually at the end of the day uh because it was a nickname for mikoto misaka and even the website billy billy respects like they even do celebrations for whenever misaka's birthday come up in so much that even recently so billy billy is also also owns a overwatch a competitive overwatch team and what happened is, uh, with Overwatch, you can buy a team that represents uh, that represents a city, and then you compete. Billy Billy completely owns a team, 
and they're called the Hangzhou Spark as the thing with Misaka, and they just did a collaboration with her being an honorary honorary esports member wow. for the Hangzhou Spark, <laughs> wow. and they made merch and everything. <laughs> the so company say stands. That she's... Yeah, so that's the company really stands for um, Misaka, which I think is incredible, How... and. That's why Billy Billy's here. Has anyone watched it? Because I really am really like I really am so curious about her character, you know, and what makes people drawn to her so much. I mean, I understand she ultimately loses to Shoko, and Shoko is a great character win. But you know, I, I do genuinely want to know more about her. Does anyone watch it and can like talk about it? I have not personally watched Railgun. I hear only great things about it. Um, but the thing that comes to me kind of jumping off of what James was saying about the dedicated fan base, even amongst our voters, is that Railgun, to my knowledge, is the kind of series that quite a few people like, and they really like it. They're dedicated. Mm -hmm. But it's not the most um, like accessible or widely watched thing out there. Whereas The mm -hmm. Silent Voice was a movie, you know, that, that's, that's like low investment. You watch a movie, you don't have a whole series to dive into, and like Right. just all in and just about everybody liked it a lot for a good reason and so shoko i think has really had that going for her it's that like hey have you watched this movie did you like it yeah you probably like this character railgun there's going to be a lot of people like apparently all of us <laughs> that are saying like yeah it's good but i haven't watched it myself yet i've only watched i think i watched the first season of railgun and the first season of index and that was years and years ago and I think there's a reason I didn't watch the following seasons. I just think it didn't grab me. Dang. I wish I could this say I watched it, but yeah, I think I've got one friend who's watched it who's told me a lot about it. Um, but that's about it. I couldn't tell you anything about it. There's. Do you remember like that one year where I think it was like a, one of the, the, the Reddit best girl contest where like uh, Misaka ended up winning like at the very last second? And I felt like it was just a huge... Um, shock i think to the vast majority of the reddit base i think does anyone remember that yeah because it was i i think i remember that but yeah it was very much like the whoa i didn't realize this many people actually like this show yeah because you had all those threads where it was like okay this is the saber thread this is the rin thread this is the um christina thread and it was like and then it was like oh no you got misaka and everyone's like who <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I really do need to go majority. Yeah. Well, we happen to know the gender breakdown of the votes, Quack, because I'm always very curious about that to see if there's any large differences or such. We don't have that data available right now because we just fixed our privacy policy, respecting our fans who let us know and their user input it as well. I don't have the data off the top of my head, but stay tuned either to the podcast or to Anime Journey News because I'm pretty sure we'll dive into that. Okay, awesome. <laughs> And I, I, it's ironic because this show fits my cup of tea. It's all about supernatural powers and fantasy with a bit of science. And At from high my school. understanding, and high school, there you go. And from my understanding, well, she's only 14, I think, at the beginning. But they eventually get to high school, I think, later down the line, which they are right now. 14. But with Railgun, because there's two different stories. You have Index and Railgun. And I think we're focusing more on Railgun because that's where she really sh shines. Yeah. She's... I think one of the original, or not original, but one of the early generic tsundere's, but she's more than just a tsundere, because she, from, my, from my, what I gathered from the first season, 
She really does invest in her friends and is very involved and just have a lot of quirky, you know, talent things that people really like about her. Um, but other than that, I really don't have much to say as well, too, which is unfortunate um, because I think she does deserve more love in this podcast. But at the same time, the, the fact that she made it this far uh, is incredible and could also be partially thanks to people remembering Railgun exist with certain scientific Railgun T mm. currently airing again. Which may help, but again, who knows? I bet you there's diehard Railgun fans just like banging their heads against the wall as they listen to us try to figure out and say things about the show. Like, yeah, I guess this character exists, are. the show exists. Again, <laughs> Some of our staff members as well, actually. We're going to get shot by our own staff Temporarily, members. the Anatrans Complaint Department is now located at, uh, at Chikono Chioga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For yeah. this episode, send, send all your requests to me. That's this episode's title. Please make it that. It's just... uh, Forward complaints your... to. I will make sure to add that into the meta description so they will see that. Yeah, go for it. Honestly, I, I, I'm so this desperately is... starved for attention. Yeah, this is. You send me hate mail. I'll the most okay free it. Twitter clout for James. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I. Uh, with that in mind. I was. I just wanted to say real quick. The like, it doesn't have to do with Shoko Winnie. Honestly, the only thing that really, really made me happy more than anything else was Raph Talia losing. To, you know, you. Can't. Oh wow, you have a grudge. <laughs> oh god, you have no idea how much I despise her. No, I, I'm pretty sure I do because we knew each other when that show was airing. Yeah, that's true. You We've do talked have at an length idea. about this. I was just, it was more like, on. I already knew, um, I think, I think I would, would have been less worried slash like, you know, prone to salt, salt or like feelings of triumph if, um, she was paired with another extremely flat female character that just appeals to a particular fan base. But um, Shirayuki is just so incredibly um, complex and independent and just has a lot of like her own motivation and thought process while having a wonderful, like very fairy tale esque romantic story. So, um, like, it just brings that sort of complex complexity I'm always looking for in all characters. And when they paired her against Raftalia, I was like, I. I swear, like if the cardboard the cardboard raccoon girl wins against this like um, against essentially this um, doctor in training who um, got out of a situ- bad situation on her own and fell in love with the prince and are working their relationship out together. Like if she wins against Shiryuki, I will literally start to throw stuff at people. <laughs> so, um, luckily, I didn't have to do that, and I got the result I wanted. So that was it. <laughs> I just want to clarify your word choice. When you say flat female characters, you're talking about, you know, their character, personality, yeah. personality. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I that's important yeah. because you're going to start more than one war otherwise. Uh, that's it. Tell you as your wife who. And you're mad at Gracie. Oh, flat, flat is justice. Tweet at James about it. People say now. Tweet at yeah, James. If you're mad at Gracie for Gracie's hot takes, tweet at me. I'll pass everything along. <laughs> oh boy. I'm gonna second uh, Gracie real quick too with a Snow a Snow White with the red hair. If you haven't, if you're in for a very s- slow brewing show, like it's it's a bit slow in my opinion, but the character progression is fantastic. Um, Shiryuki Shiryuki Hime isn't your typical. Uh, female protagonist that's in distress and always needs help. She really is there 
to to fight herself as well as help friends yeah she's an awesome (laughs) female character and a very mature as well yeah no and i I think what's really the anime didn't go far no yeah so what i was thinking the anime didn't go far but yeah no you're right and i think what's really important about shirayuki is a lot of people might be attuned to cutting. Unfortunately, a lot of people might be turned off by the fact that, oh, it's another just like badass female character who can take care of herself. Um, but it's like the fact that they made this into a fairy tale or a, a tell or like a side story. <laughs> oh my god, I can't get my words right. The fact that they um, are essentially changing a fairy tale story where there is very much a romance happening, um, I think just puts the cherry on the top that hey, you can be uh, an independent, mature character like Kwok was saying on top of the fact that yeah you can pursue a wonderful romance and it's perfectly okay and it's perfectly wonderful to have that dream so oh it's very well done I please check it if you haven't um with that in mind any final comments with Shoko I know we didn't dive too much into Shoko but any any uh any thoughts I liked Sun Voice it was I don't think we I had any complaints, your name. so we all just said, yeah, good. <laughs> no complaint. This is the complaint corner here. I on think it's really trending. funny that we're like, here's our winner for Girl of the Decade, and then we proceeded to just, like, complain about all of the <laughs> fights that happened before. <laughs> it was just even close. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Shoko is an excellent character, um, and A Silent Voice is a good movie. Please watch it. Please support the home release that has been that's now available uh, for those in the United States. Is Deluxe Edition out yet? That's something I would uh, almost splurge on Deluxe Edition for. That I would check for you. Cool. Meanwhile, boys, 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 boys. Boys. Best boy. Hajiman wins. Um, which I'm not surprised. <laughs> but also, part of me thinks it might just be a bit of a the recency effect because snafu is currently airing yes yeah, but at the same time yes he's in and out but also hachiman is a very relatable character for a lot of people in an unfortunate way yeah yeah i was about to be like wow because I, I i i like observing hachiman i would never in a million years want to be him i mean well this is yeah i have to say though i, I haven't even started season three and just from the second season i mean Hachiman gets to grow and develop, which makes him so much more likable mm. and interesting. If we were truly yeah, just absolutely. talking about season one, like, because you know how the voting was from specific years, and so technically mm. you're talking about season one that year. Just season one, sure. Hachiman is kind of lame and edgy and <laughs> not the <laughs> <Yeah>. best. <laughs> yeah, but... it, he definitely gets better in season two. I thought season two was when the, the year he got nominated. I will double check. Oh, that's quite yeah, possible. Oh, yeah. Well, Snafu two, 2 won that year, right? Yeah. 2015. Yeah. I think. Yes. Yeah. I would hope so. so. If yeah. We get, if we get a good. And here's the thing it may it may be also like Hachiman may have won at the end of season one, you know? Yeah. That yeah. year. But when people are voting for him, they're voting with the knowledge of season one and season two, and I think a little bit of season three. And so mm-hmm. that is definitely something in his favor. Um, having three seasons to develop as a character. 
So Hachiman actually lost that year to Yukihira Soma by a whopping 80-ish votes. Gnarly. So he was second. So technically Hachiman came in because of uh, the first season. And <laughs> that's, which is, I think is kind of interesting. So there's a little bit of a recency effect that did occur here. Doesn't Soma have like more, more what's the word? More victories or awards in anime trending yes, than like any other character or mm-hmm. person out there. That is correct. Yes. Yeah. He's the the guy to beat. Yeah. He is still the guy to beat here on anime trending. But I think hey, he's, uh, he's ha- been number one male. Hachiman did it for the the decade yeah. title. So yeah, he did. Yeah, Good for him. Yeah, clearly the more important award. It's a very big award. Um. And depending on how much votes he gets for this season, could be a nominee as well, again, for uh, Anime Trending Awards Best of 2020. But moving on, Hyoka is... I, I, I'm, Are you the I only one that surprised. watched it? Because <laughs> I did Am I the only one? Please? Is, am I the only one? I watched Probably. it. Probably. I mean... It, the, oh, oh, okay, Grace, you watched right. it. Y'all can talk. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I liked Hyoka. Um, it was... I think it was the second Kyoto Animation show I watched after, of all shows, free. It was it was <laughs> free the swimming show, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, for Oreki-san, he's a very apathetic person. Like he he pro- he's like a sloth. Is how I describe. Wow, I'm seeing some similarities but, between the two. Yeah, candidates. yeah. Yes, there are definitely, definitely similarities. similarities. Yeah. But he has really, really good uh, deduction skills. And you can definitely see the similarities between the two. I think... Um, um, I don't know. I kind of liked Oreki more. So but that's just me. On the deduction well, skills lost, so. part, an interesting thing um, that I, I just want to point out is a lot of people actually... A lot of fans um, speculate he actually has some sort of disorder. Because um, because of the fact mm. that he's not he has trouble socializing properly. He's very good at yeah. finding patterns, and they they sort of like check the basic box of um, you know Asperger's or autism. And so, um, but like I said, that's very very basic box. We're not at all in the detailed way. Um, but it's it's an interesting thing I want to point out because if that is the case, like if that it really is like the author's purpose. That essentially means we got, um, you know, we got someone with uh, potentially uh, autism as um, second place in our awards, and then we got someone who's deaf um, as first place. Yeah. And I think that's just a great, like, heartwarming sort of feeling. So <laughs> that's true. I, I didn't really. I, I watched Ruriki a couple a while ago, so it's been a long time. But you are correct, and not correct, because we can't. We aren't sure. There are fan theories, mm-hmm. but you are valid in touching the points that he is very good at identifying those things. And the reason why he does need to do that is because he's really good friends. Well, in a way, very good friends with um, uh, Chitanda, the female that's like very curious out there and outgoing. And he's there to kind of pretty much give the answers to the ever curious, as I would call her, mm-hmm. um, uh, Chitanda that's in the anime. Yeah, no, no, no. I uh, that it is. It's um, I, I actually I can't really say who I like better because um, I didn't watch uh, my romantic com- comedy snafu, but 
I, I really have yeah. heard amazing things about Hachiman's character development, and I, I really love character development. Um, and um, uh, Oreki is a very likable character, especially as the series continues. But I do think、mm-hmm. if there is such, a, such an impressive or poignant character development happening to Hachiman, It makes sense to me that Hachiman would ultimately win in that regard because people really love watching character journeys. And,、um, you know, while, while Oreki is once again、um, very likable and very, very adorable, he's so cute. I, I would definitely want to be his friend. Adorable. I love it. Yes. yes. Thank you. That's a good term, actually. Adorable. Yes. Like <laughs> so he's very adorable and he's definitely the type of person in school that I feel like, because I, I love introverts. So. <laughs> Um, but、um, I think ultimately character developments and journeys tend to win out. And so if Hachiman really has that good of a journey, as I've you know, read and seen everyone、uh, or heard everyone talk about, then it makes sense that Hachiman ultimately won out, despite the fact that they're both very great characters and in fact have a lot of parallels to each other in personalities. So. Great, great closing for Best Girl. Best girl, thing, best, boy, best boy, best, best boy, best boy. Sorry, best let's go. <laughs> sorry, I was thinking of Edu from Hyoka because、uh, the person who votes,、uh, who voices Edo Chitanda, is Satomi Sato,、uh, James.、Mm-hmm. Yeah,、uh, for your information. I'm aware. Which, I was there for that、cool. interview. I remember being very quiet when we asked about Hyoka because I had no、uh, no clue what we were talking about. <laughs> That's okay.、Uh, so that concludes our best boy. We talk about best girl now. On to the anime. We have Kaon and A Place Further Than the Universe. Kaon winning、uh, by a margin, a pretty close margin actually 51% of the votes to 48. Wow.、Uh, they were off、wow. just by 1,000 votes. Wow. And we collected, and there were about 33,000 plus the votes submitted、mm. in a span of about, I think, almost two weeks. So, with that in mind, Kaon winning.、Um, I'm. You know, I'm, I was okay with these two nominees. They're, they're not your traditional shows、uh, that most people are aware of in anime. A lot of people would think, you know, Hunter x Hunter, Attack yeah, on no, Titan. No so forth. Titles, no Shonen titles. Yeah, no that's true. So, like, people are definitely aware of the finalists.、Mm-hmm. People are very aware of both of these shows, but、they、at、are. the same time, yeah, this is not. It's not your, your Shonen action. Yeah. Sorry,、uh, I cut you off. You were definitely. I'm very upset, though, <laughs> about Hunter x Hunter. <laughs>、mm. Oh, we did. We did get some very upset people about Hunter x Hunter, unfortunately.、Um, What do you mean, unfortunately? I find that incredibly well, maybe amusing. If... Fair. Yeah, can I say that? <laughs> maybe if their anime finished. But. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, That's exactly. They're, they're hoping、yeah. that they're. Not, not that it's. The fans' fault, of course, but they're hoping that like an unfinished project is going to be two arguable masterpieces that are anime originals and have aired to completion. Yeah, because I was going to start my straw man argument where someone's like, <laughs> hey, how come there's no more classic anime being made? And like the reason is because like those shows from the 90s and 2000s, like they finished, they're done, they're done, they're, done,、yeah. they're not, they're not going to have、yeah. this like unending cycle. Or, I mean, at least, okay, so except for One Piece. <laughs> and Attack on Titan, actually. I mean, I think that's going to be done in a couple months. And it at least had evidence from the beginning that it was going to have a really cool endpoint. And when you go back, you're like, oh my God, like go back to page 
like in the manga like there's well, i'm not even criticizing hunter hunter the material itself i hear is nothing but great i just mean the anime literally well and the manga literally got put on hiatus yeah so, so i'm not criticizing it's a little bit to not fans can jo- can go join the berserk fans in yeah. their own little set oh god no i'm i don't want to go back i, to I don't want to be mean to, to hunter hunter fans and kick them while they're down i just hey i'm a hunter hunter fan originally, <laughs> <laughs> originally. originally. I okay, love that so because we went on hiatus like at that point it's like I, I enjoyed it i liked it but i moved on to other shows yeah so, maybe what i'm, I'm not, saying yeah. is hey you you are valid for wanting hunter hunter to win and I feel you. Still lost. But unfortunately, there wasn't enough Hunter Hunter to <laughs> compete with the finished shows. And it's fantastic you bring it up because in 13 episodes, we have two very different ways of girls doing well, things. Has a second season. But the first season alone oh, that's true. You're right. was yeah. very yeah. solid. Mm-hmm. Very solid. That's true. Keon did have two seasons, uh, two seasons. But in an only... You know, two seasons for K-On, one season for a place for a place further than the universe. There we go. We had cute girls doing cute things. And in a way, uh, ambitious things. But it's kind of outside the high school, high school scope that we witnessed. K-On being wanting to start a band. And a place further, let's go to Antarctica. I think that's even kind of the joke with K-On, where it's like you kind of halfway through, you're like, wait, aren't they supposed to be practicing and playing their instruments or something? And like, that's kind of like Azusa's entire like struggle when she first joins yeah. the group, where they're just like, actually, no, this is not the show entirely. We're going to just sit back and enjoy our time, which is kind of why it like really does pioneer like the entire cute girls doing cute things genre. Um Whereas it's because they had this excellent premise and then decided to totally ignore it. I mean, the premise was that they didn't they didn't necessarily have to do that all the time. I mean, like Yorimoi is like almost like the ultimate culmination of cute girls doing cute things in the genre. Yep. And but like Kaon basically influenced all the shows that came in between that and in Yorimoi, which I think was why it was so significant with yeah. that final edge. I mean, that's what I was rooting for, for K-On! from the start. Yeah, it's exactly as Nick said. I think, you know, Shonen apparently didn't quite cut the top of the top of this bracket, but this is very much a Moe showdown. And you have the start of the decade with K-On! just being the pioneer of the genre. like One of the pioneers of the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have seen it argued, and I think it's pretty accurate that it might have been the first like really big successful anime to be like hey cute girls doing cute things and like there's a there's a theme around it there's kind of like music and rock band and all that but there is no crazy great narrative or some catch to make it interesting for the boys who want cool story and cool action like it is just cute girls doing cute things and as nick said they're barely even doing the rock thing they're mostly goofing off and doing whatever and people ate it up and loved it I, I, I think, yep. yeah, <laughs> I think that, that's kind of what makes it so enjoyable and relatable is how realistic it is that if you have mm-hmm. a high school club, if you did any hobby, yes, you had to, to practice, put time into it in the thing, but so much of your time is really just, you know, goofing around with your friends. And that's the delight of watching Slice of Life is being like, yeah, I love goofing around with friends. Now, Yori Moi, <laughs> that's fair. I, I got to say something about Yori Moi because I love it too, but... Mm-hmm. 
that came out near the end of the decades and again could be argued as the culmination of the cute girls genre except they did do something grand literally went to antarctica but even mm-hmm. then you're hardly watching for the story of like we gotta sail the ship and steer through this obstacle and fight sea monsters <laughs> it's just <laughs> wow we're watching these cute people and like the fun they're having in daily life even though they're doing something really unusual mm-hmm. fascinating thing with the uh, semifinals so Kaon faced off against Sukigakire and a place further than the universe faced off against Hunter Hunter and that's where <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. so I thought it was really fascinating to see that and both were done uh, product, anime, animation production lead was Madhouse both shows so there we Fun go facts. Madhouse makes good shows I mean, that isn't new information, but it once again reinforces a conclusion many of us have already come to. They just don't um, pay their animators. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is for another no. discussion. Um, quick question, Quack. So I um, okay, go for it, Gracie. The I think the margins were very very low on um, were very low even like before the top two. Like, can you share those real quick? <laughs> Didn't Hunter Hunter lose by like eighteen votes or some like silly number? Yes, it lost barely. Um, I don't have the exact numbers with me right now, which I will go look. But yes, it was very close. Yeah. Let's see. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Ooh, nice little fanfare. I can't find it right now. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Hunter Hunter lost by a whopping... Seven votes. Oh, Single digits. If you oh, want oh, six friends. Sorry, eight, 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 votes, eight votes. I can't do that. Eight votes. Eight votes. Like, that's sorry, more acceptable. Sorry, me and my seven friends. Look, if you guys want to recount, tweet at James. <laughs> K-O-N-O-C-H-I-Y-O-D-A. Oh, yes. You're right there. It was fascinating. We got a lot of comments of people saying recount, recount, recount. Which I thought was really fascinating. Which is really, really funny because it's all done digitally. So it's not like we screwed up and misplaced a paper ballot or something. The recount would be <laughs> Don't the be fooled by same. his words. James is the minister of counting things. So, uh... Yeah, I went to university to get an engineering degree just so I could fiddle with the votes. There you go. He said, his voice dripping with sarcasm. Another count. Nah. And Kaon, uh, won a little bit more healthy margin, but still very close percentage-wise. 51% to 48% margin was just under 300 votes. Gosh, that is like so close to the 2016 presidential election of just You're down to the percentages oh. like <laughs> this is a forbidden topic i know right it's it's uh, okay we're done now don't, don't make us so i i want to i've been i've been patiently biding my time i've been i've been patiently biding my time waiting for for the conversation to allow me to to step in and go i understand that chaos is important i was in band once i was in marching band I understand that, yes, we had rehearsal, but in reality, when we weren't at rehearsal, we were just kind of, like, laying around talking about things and playing stupid games. But I don't like the fact that it won. I think that Yorimoi is a better show. I think the girls are cuter. I think the things that they do are cute, are just, like, cooler. I think from... and I, I don't want to use the word an objective standpoint because taste is subjective. There's no getting around that. It's not like comparing the models of cars where it's like this has more horsepower or better miles per gallon or costs more money or this, that, or the other thing. It's all 
very much based on taste. However, I still think it's better. I think that the story is better. I think that the animation is better. I think that the music is better. Um, I think that when... And, and you can also give me that argument of, well, sometimes things are greater than the sum of their parts. And that can be true. But if it is true, then it's true for both of the shows, which means that Yorimoi is still a better show. This is the hill that I will die on. I, ref- I, I <laughs> When I heard the results, my initial reaction was very much like a certain reaction we got when when we announced that uh, Hunter Hunter had lost. It was like, I refuse to believe that this is the, that this is the result. Recount the votes. Recount the votes. I don't know what to finish, but... Um, okay, so... <laughs> okay, so let me see one of the other reasons why Kaon is ultimately the winner. Um, I feel I mean, like... It's the winner because more people voted for it. Well, that and also... <laughs> I mean, it's just straight up more of an influential show. I'm gonna, I'm just going to say, okay, there's a ton of shows that came after it that we could start naming. Um, like, okay, what shows were influenced by Kaon going forward? Um, I'm sure probably Euphonium was influenced by it. You end up having... They're both I mean, made by Joanne, uh, right? All by Joanne. You had... Um, oh, same God. Direct- I think oh, even yeah, like stuff direct- like Girls Last Tour. Like... like there's a ton of shows that come after. I think some of the other parts I think that I overlooked when thinking about it was like just like the meme potential that Kaon has, where there's That's so true. many out of context clips that right, I because... think you've seen so many times. Like so many people end up like interacting with Kaon like um, within the anime community itself. Um, and plus, one of my favorite. Uh, YouTube videos is that Kaon parody that uh, Demo D voice <laughs> all the characters when when Mugi took the strawberry from oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I think that that meme nature is a huge it's a, just a key aspect of the moe like comedy genre that it was so mm-hmm. pivotal in jump starting so to speak but yeah. you know Yorimoi that's what I'm calling place further by the way also was pretty rife with like memes and attention and love for the characters it's just the landscape in which it was released it's so interesting to me that like it was in a year where memes and everything were so much more accessible and rampant but at the same time that also meant that like things were so much more short-lived you know in like the late 2010s it's like hey this new show we love this we love this character let's move out let's make a video about it a month later it's just People have mostly forgotten it. Kaon was like one of the anime for, I want to say, a few years. Like, it's just so everywhere in the culture. But it's not really even in your face, though, with it. Like, I feel like some shows tend to have. No, but it it was one of those, like, just acknowledged, like, we all need, like, everybody should watch this. Everybody enjoyed this kind of thing. So here's some fun fact. I accidentally said that it was the same director. Tatsu Ishihara-san, he was an episode director for K-On! Mm. But he did work on K-On! And went on to eventually work on Ichijo as the director. Uh, Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions. And then Sound Euphonium. Wow. Here's an interesting thing here. Naoko Yamada of Kyoto Animation was the director for K-On! And also the director for Sound Voice. Hmm. So basically what we've learned is that Kyoto Animation makes shows that win awards (laughs) yes and And it's still it still ages so well i mean you can go watch it right now i mean the music is fantastic too i mean it's like the parts when they actually do play their instruments i mean those are really well animated sequences and like 
I think the emotional part is like it knows when it wants to be emotional. It's not often because so much of the show is like a joke or you're just kind of seeing like um, the situation play out. Um, like almost like a almost like an improv bit in a way. But um, they're they're able to make the, the highs high and the lows low. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting because I, I don't hate I don't hate um Kaon. I remember when I watched it, I really liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was fun. Uh, I think maybe just my tastes have changed um, as time goes on. James, James, I will back you up on this. I, I personally, as someone who watched both and who remembers both very, very well, I have a ridiculously, uh, weirdly uh, good memory for stories-related stuff, but um, I do think storytelling-wise that A Place Further Than the Universe succeeds better than K-On. The plot progression, the character development, yeah. and ultimately fleshing out where the characters end up standing and who they are as, um, you know, as people in a way. Um, I do think A Place Further Than the Universe um, absolutely outshines K-On in that regard. But with that being said, though, I am also not surprised that Kaon won and I absolutely um, am thrilled that the margins were so close even because it showed it showed that you know our fan base really does care about the storytelling and the character development that a place further than the universe has but um, the fact that sometimes even if you're not the best if you got here first that's ultimately what matters and the thing yeah. is um, a place further than the universe is beautiful, but there's like you know there's a huge possibility that there's going to be another anime later in the future about girls and friendship and you know um, doing things that they love that can be just as much as a masterpiece um, and can be well written, but it won't change the fact that Kaon created I wouldn't maybe not created the formula, but um, successfully put the formula out first. And in that regard, because of that, it has a bigger footprint. And ultimately, I do think it's okay that Kaon won, even if I do prefer, even though I completely agree with you in that A Place Further Than the Universe is better. Um, but having that bigger footprint, having just making that first fo footprint is very, very powerful. And um, I think should absolutely be applauded and recognized for. I've got closing remarks too. I haven't even mentioned like, by a landslide, I prefer Yorimoi as an anime, um, but I, I don't think it really could have existed without K-On being there first, as you said, and it's no coincidence that it, it kind of bookended that decade. Um, now, yeah, storytelling, plot progression, and character development, I think Yorimoi is just way more focused on that. Uh, a thought I was kind of having just now with what you were saying is that in many ways, Kaon gets you to appreciate the beauty and the joy of the everyday life, sort of, of a high school and friends, even with how fleeting it is. Whereas the whole thing that starts Yorimoi is Kimari being worried, like, what if I don't do anything big or exciting with this youth of mine? I need to, like, reject that and just go crazy and do some big life-changing thing. And ultimately, they get really similar outcomes from their experiences there. Um, I, I think, I thought I had earlier today, 
that I really thought I wanted to convey here is that Kaon really changed uh, anime and the culture around anime. But I think Yorimoi really changed people personally. People who viewed it, like, it affected them personally. Whereas Kaon, absolutely, you can get a lot of personal enjoyment out of that and, like, connection. But I think that's what sets them apart in my eyes. But yeah, it 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 you can enjoy both in the moment, but I think Yorimoi is the thing that actually leaves you with something. Well, that, that, I mean, that's a little <laughs> a little drastic. Kaon, that's what it did for plenty. me. Like, here's the here's the thing. It's that you know, Kaon is it's nice, it's fluffy, it's it's a it's a sugary sweet treat, and you enjoy it while you're watching it, and then you're done watching it. And you think about it a little. Like, there, there's nothing really to mull over and think. Well, I mean, and I wouldn't discredit it that far. I will. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm happy that we're having this conversation, though, because it definitely shows that, that they both have merits, uh, I think. Wait, how recent you know, did I, you finish my... Yorimoi, James? Because, like, I forget. <laughs> oh, calling me out? Okay. Yeah. So I watched, I watched the first uh, ten episodes. There's... 12, is it 12, it's 12 episodes, right? Uh, it's 13 uh, episodes. 13. I watched the first 11 episodes, oh, what, a year and a half ago? Two years ago? Okay. Uh, a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. Uh, I watched the last two episodes today. Yeah, that's I, I know. That's why my phone well, okay. has the messages this, of you like saying you were thinking this, it over during your work today. While, 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 we're in, <laughs> while we're in confession corner, I've seen like eight episodes of K-On!, I still really liked and enjoyed what I saw and everything I have seen of it and like read or listened to about it. I'm like, yes, I agree. I've also felt its influence through other shows. Um, Yorimoi, I completed when it aired and just loved it and cried and then cried the second time I watched it. Uh, Kayon is yet to make me cry. <laughs> now, yeah, Yori Nick, Moy almost got me. To have die. you? How much Yori Moy have you watched, Nick? I've seen probably like four or five episodes. I actually mm. am gonna go <laughs> forward it with it. No, I know. <laughs> I need <Get> to. <laughs> yeah, uh, my Twitter handle is at Kono Chioda. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I'm not saying it's better. I'm just saying you're probably gonna know the like results of. Um, Yorimoi in like a few years because of the timing of the show. I think like in, in like five years when we're all old and decrepit, we can go back and like revisit and look at the actual impact of some of the stuff um, from Yorimoi. Um, I do think that like a lot of people I know, including you and James, have had a lot of impact from watching the show. So like, I, I recognize the strength of that completely. Um Oh, is is it my is my closing statements? Okay, so I, I do thank that Medi gave me the the closing point of the influence that Kaon had, because um, it kind of shows that like you could have a show that's like not really about much and still be really successful. Um, I think that really is a huge paradigm shift for the rest of the industry. Kind of like how um, in two thousand eight or two thousand six, whenever Haruhi came out, when you were able to show that oh. Light novel adaptations are a really big thing now. And then in the next um, 10 years or so, you have tons of light novel adaptations, even to this day. Um, 
Also, my confession corner is that K-On! was one of the few shows that I was watching on my catalog during quarantine. So that also probably has a good um, element of giving me we back to my like safety net place where outside <laughs> world is scary and loud and dangerous <laughs> inside world. Okay, the I'm only just... thing I have to worry about is if my strawberry gets taken from my shortcake. And I, I know that that's a really big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's the little things in life that you appreciate. Man. Yeah, no, it's a little thing. And with that, <laughs> it's the little things. And with that, I, I can see Nick's opinion as well. Uh, Kaon has the time to progress and now we get to look back at it and it, it's incredible too especially after the horrific incidents that happened in kyoto animation that even you know through all the hardship kyoto animation is continuing to make more stuff that we have coming out but also it just shows how much power when people really were that devastated and just touched so many people because they know they give us great stories and we'll continue to look back at the amazing stories like kaon and whatnot and in a couple of years from now, who knows what, like a place for their universe. A place further than a universe. Holy shit, I am terrible with naming that name, naming that show. Um, when we get back into that uh, a couple of years from now, we'll be like, huh, maybe going to Antarctica isn't too bad right now. If Antarctica still I, I, I might prefer, yeah. <laughs> well, Antarctica's <laughs> not going anywhere. The Arctic is disappearing. Antarctica will still be remain because there's a landmass on Yeah, not to mention that ice just isn't really melting. It, it, comparatively yeah that ice isn't melting that's true. anyway anyways i'm hoping uh, i remember this conversation so that you know in five or six years i can look back and and feel vindication seeing that yorimoi left a bigger impact but you know <laughs> i doubt i will remember my grudge that long well i mean i think the, the ship has <laughs> the ship has sailed as far as it having a bigger impact on the <laughs> anime but on you personally um mm -hmm. yeah I've, I've hit you with one pun already and I loved A Place Further in the Universe. And uh, I'll have to settle for second place, but it's a shame it couldn't manage to climb A Place Further. <laughs> oh, I hate is that you. the pun you've been waiting this whole time? I may have <laughs> been stewing you. on that this entire podcast. Uh, this... this past hour, he's been sitting on this pun. Oh my god. <laughs> Legendary. For your complaints for any terrible puns, please <laughs> go to Twitter. <laughs> at oh <my> <laughs> And with that, uh, thank you so much to everyone that's voted in the Decade Awards. Uh, without you guys and the fans, we wouldn't. This hey, would not Quark, be have you watched both um, of these anime? I never heard. Yes, I have. All of it? <laughs> Except for the second half of season two of K.O.N. Mm, okay. That's fine. Better than me. But I'm still on. Uh, yeah. And I finished a place further. I placed further than the universe. Wow. Okay. Anyways, complaints sent to Kono Chiyoda. And with that, uh, thank you again to all the fans, um, because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do this Decade Awards. We had a lot of fun uh, on the Anime Trinity team. It's been awesome doing this awards alongside our usual charts. Uh, in so much that we're definitely going to do something special starting fall 2020, so do keep an eye out for that. And concluding that, uh, thank you to everyone that's been with Anime Trinity for the last seven years. We did this Decade Awards to celebrate our 7th anniversary and results released on September 23rd, which is our birthday. So thank you to everyone that's been sticking around and just giving us the opportunity to talk about these awesome animes and also to have a place for you to give your voice uh, within the anime industry and the community and getting to spotlight these awesome shows, characters, and many, many more. Yeah, take a look at the uh, nominees. Uh, give them a watch if you haven't already done so, you know. 
yeah uh yeah check we learn have a lot of good nominees and watch the anime you're talking about and voting on oh, that's very important please enjoy the shows and with that i am Nubles. i am james i'm gracie and i'm hungry <laughs> and i'm nico <laughs> <laughs> and we're your host for the anime training podcast see you next week bye-bye goodbye Bye. Bye. And Dab to the stop. <laughs>